Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Hello and welcome to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning. You little beauty, uh, we've got a big weekend of racing and, of course, uh, six race card tonight at Toowoomba. Uh, that will be a beauty. We'll be looking to find some winners there. On today's show, we're going to have a chat to Simon Foster, who's got a runner tonight uh, at Toowoomba. We're going to have a chat to Craig Robbo-Robertson, who's uh, an old sparring partner of mine from back in the day in the jockey's room. And Robbo, is, uh, he's been riding in great form. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, It'll be great to catch up with Robbo as I welcome Chris Nelson, my offsider, to the Darling Download this morning. Sammy, good morning to you. Good morning to everyone. What a massive day of racing we have. Group one action at Caulfield, uh, group enlisted action at uh, at Ramwick as well, and a big meeting at Eagle Farm and an even bigger meeting at Clifford Park tonight. It's springtime. It's springtime. Yes, uh, second day of spring, you little beauty. The sun is out. Well, the sun's always out in Queensland, isn't it? Uh, look at did get a good storm this week. Well, we got a ripper. Yeah, I on my lawn is getting a bit dry out the well, back. And uh, Sammy, I mowed mine right, and then I put the sprinkler on, and then the storm came through. Uh, How good is that? that? No, I loved it. Uh, I just like I like to mow it, and then I like the. Well, rain. it wasn't far off. It was only a couple okay. Of hours. Okay, okay. And then it greened up like the next day. Now, uh, been a bit of news around the place uh, this week, and of course. Uh, the superstar from Toowoomba, Yellow Brick, has had a trial, Chris. Yeah, he trialled at uh, Doombin on Tuesday. Um, now, you know, Sammy, I don't know about this trial. Look, he got the job done, but he only got it done narrowly beating Cronenberg, who I think trialled probably just as well as Yellow Brick. So whether they trial him again, might have been a bit fat, might have needed the hit out. Uh, whether they trial him again before he heads to the Wheatwood on the 23rd, what's that, three weeks away? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, look. Certainly wouldn't be jumping off him off the trial, but I probably just probably just expected him to win by a little bit more, but in no way known would I knock the horse. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. The, the important worry. thing was, Sammy, he went forward. Yeah, he'll be uh, looking forward to Yellow Brick, this preparation. He's an absolute beauty and uh, the star of Toowoomba, that is for sure. In other news this week, uh, Chris, uh, Damien Oliver mm. has uh, announced his retirement, uh, at, uh, and I love the fact that he's he's finishing his career in uh, Perth, where it all started. I think that's a, a great touch, but what an outstanding jockey has Damien Oliver been. I think it was 128 Group 1, something so like that. Good. He's just been an absolute star right from day dot. Uh, yeah, he's going to ride at the uh, the carnival over there in Ascot and then finish up there. He just wanted to ride off into the sunset and nothing was ever heard of him ever again, but that was never going to happen, Sam. Never going to happen. Fierce competitor, Damien Oliver. He's <coughs> uh, just a uh, master tactician and, uh, yeah, and just, you know, he, he's, he, he's keen for a winner now as what he was back in the first day he went to the races. You know, it's uh, – he, he – uh, and I, I – you know, I thought that was fantastic, the press conference. I loved uh, – he spoke so well, Ollie, at the press conference. But I thought it was, uh, it was uh, you know, really good where, when it, he, he spoke about when it was going to all finish and he got a bit emotional, you know, and, and you were like, gee, it's like it's really hit home to him that this yeah, is nearly this is all over, you know. And it's uh, – it's, uh, he's been at the top of his game for his whole career. And it, it is – you know, he – yeah, he is – 
the goat. Well, I'm just looking at where he's ridden. I was having a look to see if he'd ever ridden at Toowoomba, and he hasn't. But he's ridden at Dingo, Bluff, Emerald, Middlemount, uh, Cairns. He's had a ride at Cairns for a win. So he has been to Queensland. Not very often. Wow. But he hasn't been to Toowoomba. Gee, I didn't know he'd been to Bluff. Bluff. He's it, been to Cairns for one ride. Looks like one ride for a win. Good on him. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's the best. I'm wishing Ollie uh, all the best uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of winners uh, to come, especially over the spring carnival. He'll yeah. have a ripping carnival. Him and Frankie Dettori. Big, yeah. big spring carnival with him retiring as well. That's it. Uh, yeah, that that's it. Now, Nikau Spur with Toowoomba Horse got the money. Uh, For Kobe? Race number two. Yeah, they're, they're gearing camp. They are in hot form, and, of course, they'll have a presence at the uh, Birdsville Carnival. Yep. yep. Sammy. Sammy's there. Sammy Sammy ran yesterday. Yes. Not sure how he went, but it, uh, I'm sure he would run very well. But the cup is, of course, today. Yeah. Shout out to all those at uh, Birdsville uh, enjoying the carnival. Yeah, listening to us as they have their bacon and eggs next to their tent or caravan or motorhome or whatever the hell it is. You little beauty. In the sun. So, good times there, and uh, no, it's going to be a big weekend. Well, let's get our first break out of the way. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to have a chat to Simon Foster, who's got a really interesting story, born in New Zealand, and, uh, uh, yeah, and horse racing has been in his life all the way along. We'll find out a bit more of Simon on the other side. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download. And Chris, I've done it again. I have done it again. Oh, you're good. You're very good. I've found us. I've found us someone that uh, has a runner at Toowoomba tonight, uh, but... We have not spoken to before, and it is Simon Foster. Simon, welcome to the Darling Download. Hello, boys. How are we today? Very well. Now you have done it again. I didn't think there was anyone left, Sam. It's a woman <laughs> that we didn't, that we haven't had on the show. Well, Simon's got a really interesting story, and uh, we can have a chat to Simon about that because uh, he's been about the place. But Simon, how did you get involved in horse racing, and where did it all start for you? Oh, probably uh, in the blood a little bit. Um, uh, born over in New Zealand, uh, my father was a jockey over there and trained a few horses. So uh, my parents always had a bit of an interest through it. And I still race my horses in uh, my mum's old racing colours. So kind of bred into it a little bit. I moved over here as a kid and started working. I stay. I was, uh, you know, when I was about 12 and 13, I still at school, rode for a little bit and um, what you feed a little bit too much, obviously. So that didn't last long. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we progressed through the ranks, so I think like a, a lot of us have done. Okay, so you've gone from there, the jockey side of things didn't work out because you liked your food too much, to being a trainer. That's how, that's what's happened there? Oh, basically, yeah. No, you know, just, yeah I, I really enjoy working with the horses, so I, I've never really um, strayed too far away from that. And um, so, yeah, probably about 14 years I've been out doing it now, so... Um, you know, it's a it's a hard gig, but you know, it's a, it's a pretty enjoyable one at times too. So, you know, it's uh, always a bit of fun. So we stick to it. Where did you start training, Simon, and and uh, how did that go for you? Yeah, look, I started on the Gold Coast in two thousand one. That's right, two thousand eleven, I think it was. Um, so yeah, just started off with four or five horses there. I was lucky enough in my first season, I won the Lightning here at Eagle Farm. Uh, with a horse called Trusted Partner. I think he's my first city runner, actually. Uh, my first Saturday runner, anyway. 
So, you know, look, that went pretty well. Um, not long after that, I got offered a, a private training uh, gig over in WA at, at the lovely Bunbury um, in the southwest there. So uh, I took that on and had a bit of luck over there. We won a premiership there. And um, in the first year over there, we won a size over there, a Boulder Cup and a few other feature races over there. And um, It's been about four or five years then. I got the offer to... Um, to take a two-year contract over in South Korea. So I took that on and spent two years in Seoul. Um, and then uh, when COVID broke out, I slowly went my way back to the Gold Coast. South Korea, interesting place. Um, what's what's the country like? Can you can you compare it to anywhere else that we might know of? Uh, it's a, yeah, probably the Koreans wouldn't like it. It's very similar to um, Hong Kong, obviously. Okay. Uh, and not Hong Kong, sorry, Japan um, with, with their... Pro- yeah. Uh, their culture-wise, uh, racing-wise, it's, it's it's a very uh, it's a very structured system over there. Um, you know, they uh, they go along the Hong Kong lines as much as they can. You know, with your treatments and your vets and all that kind of stuff. It's not like here in Australia where you could, you know, give a give a horse a shot of them and 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 you know, and vitamins and things like that. Yeah, everything must go through vets and things like that. Um, basically run by the workers' union over there, which which I found very hard to, to work with. So your yeah, your staffing was supplied to you. We didn't really have much of a say on who you had working with you and things like that, which made it very difficult. And but look, it was a good experience. You know, I got, got me the option. I you know I was lucky enough to, to find a handy one over there as well. Um, and he ended up going over to Dubai, and he went over in Dubai, and he ran in the World Cup over in Dubai. Um, so that was a bit of an eye opener for a. For a little bloke from the Gold Coast to um, get over there and run it was the 2019 World Cup over in Dubai. Um, so look, yeah, it was good and uh, it was a good experience. I, mean, I enjoyed my time over there, but you know, as I said, uh, the structures with their staff and I think I found a little bit too hard. So uh, when my two-year contract was up, it was a bit when COVID kicked in, so uh, it was kind of work my way back home. How often do they race in uh, in Seoul or in South Korea? There, how many how many times a week? They they race twice a week in Seoul. They race every Saturday, Sunday there, and they normally have about twenty seven uh, races over the, that period of two days. Did so they've got the three tracks over there in Korea, and um, they've got the the other thoroughbred track at Pretty Seoul, and they've got the pony races over in um, Jeju Island. So they have two meetings every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they just um, rotate the, the between the three tracks. Did you uh, shoot across the border to the north at any stage, just for a bit of a look around? Uh, I got to the fence line, but I didn't really think it was going to be possible. Yeah, a couple of men, they were jocks. We went for a, a little bit of a look around, and next thing you know, there's a big fence with blokes and machine guns on it. So I thought, really? we'll far enough, boys. Let's head back to the pub, I think. Wow. <laughs> and tell us about the racing there. Is it, is it uh, you know, is there owners with a lot of wealth there? Is it... Um, do, do they get big crowds there? Uh, crowds, yeah. Look, um, the way it's structured in, in Korea, there's no corporate betting. Um, the KRA controls all the betting. I think they have two or three off-site betting shops in Seoul. Um, so basically, if you want to have a punt, you've got to be on truck. Um, so, you know, they get 60,000, 70,000 there every meeting. It's, it's quite amazing, really. Um, it's not a social event, per se, like it is in Australia. It's just um, they go there to bet, and yeah, so they get good crowds there every week. Um, Owners-wise, look, it's the, the track at Seoul. 
was a handover from the Seoul Olympics, I think it was 1980. So a lot of those owners came into the structure back then. Um, they're very similar to Hong Kong. They've got to be licensed. Um, it's uh, probably not a bad place to own horses. There's a, there's, a pricks, there's a fixed training fee over there, and that does it older between trainers. Um, and you've got to train your horse within that fee to, to, to try to make a dollar. So that was a, yeah, a little bit different for us. But, yeah, um, some of the owners, look, I had one owner, he owned a cable car that, that went up to Seoul Tower, which is very similar to the Sydney Tower in Sydney. Um, you know, he, he was very, very wealthy. So um, I had other owners. Uh, I think the, uh, the bloke that owned the horse that went to um, Dubai, Dolkong, he was uh, he was an old city councillor. So, you know, there's a, a great vary of them. Um, so yeah, it's very similar here, but, you know, they've got to be licensed and it's very, very heavily regulated on who can and can't own a horse. And is that, uh, that track that they race on, the sand, it looks really heavy, is it? It, it changes uh, during seasons. Um, it is very, very heavy, uh, but it's also got a very hard base to it. I found um, a lot of horses would go through it, and especially in the winter months when they put salt on it to stop it freezing, because uh, it does get pretty cold over there. I think in the first winter, got down to minus 20 or something. Um, so they salt it to stop the, the, the to melt the snow so they can race on it. So they go straight through the base in the winter. And yeah, I had a lot of trouble horses jarring up because they they really got their toe into the base a little bit. So that was a little bit. It. But um, yet again, it's, it's very well maintained. I went in there one day on a Tuesday when there's no racing, no working on a Tuesday over there, and there was no sand on the track. I thought this was going to be interesting tomorrow. How are we going to work on this? And they actually within 24 hours removed all the sand, washed all the um, salt out of it, and relayed it in 24 hours. So. Um, they, yeah, they, they they are constantly maintaining the track the best they can. They've tried to put a grass track in there, but just because of the temperature extremes there, you know, they've had a, a test patch along the side of the chute there at the thousand there. It just doesn't, just they can't get enough uh, footing into it. So there's no other option really except to stay with the, the sand. And is racing strong? In uh, in South Korea, I know we've had a lot of. Well, we, we've we're just about to possibly lose Macau. We've lost Singapore. Uh, is there any chance that um, Seoul or South Korea could go the same way? I wouldn't think so. No, it, it's it's pretty well entrenched. Um, it's you know there is a small pocket of you know resistance when the, you know, with the gambling side of it. Yep. Um, but the KRA are aware of that, and they 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 limit to you know not that trainers are allowed to bet over there, but um, I, I think that's like a hundred dollar limit per bet over there. So they've kind of tried to keep the um, responsible gambling thing going over there. So just to try to keep the community in intact with it. Um, like look, they they have massive turnovers there on their betting. Like they're only second to Hong Kong, I believe, in betting turnover. So I, I couldn't see any dramas there at all. And uh, Simon, just on on your time in Dubai, when you took the horse over for the for the World Cup in Dubai, talking about wealth, I mean, it's amazing wealth over there, isn't it? And the way they've got it all set up. Oh yeah, it's just a spectacular. You know, you had a Madan, It's just a spectacular race course. It's a great place to have horses and train them there. Um, yeah, look, you know, we we were lucky enough. We went over for the the World Series, which is the lead up to the World Cup, and. Lucky enough, you know, he won the listed race and he was placed in the Group One over there, which got him the invite through. And you know, the 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 week leading into it, they really start to 
open their show, open their wallets really. And some of the shows and, and the spectacles they put on leading up, it's just amazing. It's yeah, um, they could have thrown a little bit more my way when I was there, but unfortunately <laughs> they didn't. But uh, I'm sure I would miss it more than they would. Now you've got a couple of runners uh, today <laughs> and tonight at uh, Toowoomba, Grecian Lass. Who uh, I tell you what, I've had a good win on Grecian Lass when it won at the big odds. Uh, at Ipswich one day, or good odds at Ipswich one day. She's a beauty. Uh, what are you thinking there at Eagle Farm in race three? Yeah, look, uh, she's, you know, obviously she's won the four since so she's been up here, so she's kind of gone up the ratings very quickly to a 75. So, look, she's she's got that kind of race, you know, she's got a, you know, the awkward gate there. Um, so she's going to need a little bit of luck, but look, she comes through her last win at Warwick, which I don't really have as a top-up for this race. Um, you know, she's out of a group three winning mare. There's a little bit there for the owners. We can get a nice Saturday win into her. So, look, she's going to run a real nice race. It looks a little bit uh, pace. doesn't look overly strong in that race on paper. Um, so, but she's very versatile. We don't really have a, a set way she needs to be ridden. So, look, you know, CJ's riding really, really well. If she has any kind of luck from that sticky gate, you know, I think she's going to run a real big race there tomorrow. Uh, race number four, you've got uh, Magic Mikey, number three, going around. Chris Whiteley to ride. He wouldn't go to Toowoomba too often, Sammy, would he? No, good to see Widow making uh, the trip making up the trip. hill. Yeah, it must be worthwhile. Well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> look, yeah, Chris started his apprentice with the Sydney just as I was finishing mine, so I've known Chris for a long time. I don't think he's had too many rides for me. Um, I seen him up there last Saturday. He actually won the race. Uh, when Magic Mikey ran third up there last start. So it's, um, you know, he was pretty quick on the phone to, to get on him. Look, he, he, he can be his own worst enemy, that horse, but he seems to be racing pretty well up there. Um, sitting outside the leader probably wasn't ideal for him last start, but a few things didn't go right for him in the running, and he kind of just sat up there and eyeballed the leader. Probably done a real good job just to hang on and run third the other day. It looks like he should not have Slot in, looks like the uh, the horse that beat him up there last time is going to lead. So hopefully Chris can just get a nice sit in behind him and, and just have last crack at him. If he can can kick off the corner like he did two starts ago when he went up there, he's you know he's going to be pretty hard to beat in that kind of company. Yeah, he was a good good tough winner there uh, at Toowoomba last time, and I always think it's uh, uh, it, it's uh, or two back there, but it's always a good thing when they're effective around the track, aren't they? Toowoomba can be a tricky track, and if you get a horse that uh, that goes well there, it's uh, well, it's worth a bit to you. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm very same opinion there too, Sam. Like it's, yeah, I've always found Toowoomba form hard to follow because of that reason. You know, if they don't go up that hill, you know, they, they, they there's probably five or ten lengths difference between, um, you know, what they can do away from there. But luckily enough, he's seemed to take a liking to it. Um, so that's always a bonus, but yeah, it's always in the back of your mind when you take a horse up there for the first time. If they don't handle the track, you're in for a long, long drive home. <laughs> so um, yeah, luckily enough, he seems to take into it. So you know, um, jump in the car from Eagle Farm and head up, and hopefully, you know, he's going to what he did up there a couple of starts ago. Simon, you're based on the Gold Coast there, and we've said it a few times uh, on this show and the punters, mate. Uh, there's plenty going on there, and the, the new track is uh, well on the way. Yeah, look, it's getting close. The tunnel doesn't look too far off being completed. Um, the grass is, is, is all laid now, so look, I, you know, I think they were talking about Derby Day, Melbourne Cup Day, maybe having a couple of runs in the grass. Yeah, look, it, it looks like it's growing really well. 
Um, it's taken really well. And, of course, lucky enough in Queensland with this kind of weather we have up here, it uh, it really grows quick. So that's um, a bonus for these new tracks up here. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good. You know, the lights come in and what they're going to do with those and when they're going to schedule a nation over not too sure. But, it's, yeah, look, you know, they've got the redevelopment of train tickets being held up a little bit, I believe. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's probably exciting times for the Gold Coast. Look, you know, they probably could do with a couple of hundred more boxes around the place. Everyone struggles to get you know, boxes for their horses here at the moment. So that's uh, the only probably issue with the Gold Coast at the moment, yeah, just the accommodation-wise. Simon, thanks for joining us uh, on the Darling Download. Best of luck today and tonight. No worries at all, guys. Have a good one. You too. Have thanks, you Simon. There is Simon Foster. Does a good job with his horses. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Grecian Lass. Uh, I know when it got the money at Ipswich. Uh, where is it? Was, there it is. Tegan Harrison rode it, jumped and let up. She whipped around him and uh, got the money at a good price. $10 out to 15 Love, love that. Didn't follow the money. Now, I've watched some of that South Korean racing. Yeah. I love watching the uh, the racing from all over the world, whether it be morning, night, whatever. It's the one place I switch over to, and it looks like a video game. Yeah. It doesn't look real. What about, the what about so when they white. spread all across? Oh, and I know. It's, uh, yeah, that, and there was a bit of footage flying around on uh, social media during the week about the... Uh, Oh, that horse. Oh, wow. That came from, must be 20 links away. Had no chance. And it won. He came from North Korea. (laughs) He just about did. (laughs) Yeah, there's some, uh, some, uh, that's one good thing. I mean, I I know probably we we talk about having too much racing, but I love being able to watch these races from uh, other countries. Uh, I love Assiniboia Downs, Sam. Have you heard oh, the caller really? there? No. I'll get it on the, I'll get it on for you next week. He is the most out there caller. It's, uh, yeah, it's in, in Canada. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get something for us next week. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that. All right, let's get our next break out of the way. We'll come back on the other side. We'll have a chat to Craig Robbo Robinson. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning and... It's going to be great to catch up with our next guest, Chris O, who is uh, mm-hmm. Craig Robbo Robertson. And uh, just, uh, well, obviously in between breaks there, you said, do you know Craig well? And and I said, yep, I do. He was, you know, Robbo was always one of the elder statesmen in the jockey's room. And then, uh, Robbo, as I welcome you to the Darling Downlow and uh, showing your age and my age a little bit, you're you're a bit older than me, but still as fit as a trout. Welcome. Well, first we'll welcome you to the Darling oh, Town. I don't know where this is going. It's great, great. Thanks, yeah, yeah, that was that was awkward, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, where is this going exactly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Robert, I remember being a uh, Billy Lid and and riding at Colac one day, and I'm 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 just imagining sitting in the jockey's room there, looking around that that um, that jockey's room, and there was. Nifty Wilson, who was like the the jet of you know of the uh, Western Districts, wasn't he? He just ruled the show. Yeah, but 100%. Andrew yep. Kerman, Alan Peterson, Sammy Bahadja, Walton Bones, Billy Strig, Johnny yes. Hunter, Billy Nolan. I mean, that just Marty I, Burke. Yeah, like I was. Stephen Riddler. I'm just yes, Riddler. That's right. Yeah, like yeah. it was. Chris um, 
that was, you know, that was back in the days of of the non-tabs, wasn't it? I mean, you know, yes, yep. which you know, um, back in those those early days, um, yeah, non-tabs were a big thing. On on a Saturday, there was there was the city meeting, there was the the provincial meeting, and then there was non-tabs in the Gippsland or the Western Districts, and and then the Northeast and. Um, you know, that, they were everywhere, Sammy. They a lot were of everywhere. The, and that's where a lot of people made their money. Yeah, uh, and and uh, like I talk of a lot of blokes, like like a Johnny Hunter, he would go there and, and have seven or eight rides, wouldn't he, on a on a Saturday? Yep, 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 hundred percent. And all very very competitive to ride against. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that they were. Yeah, um, you and threw it was, your colours in the door. You wouldn't mind who picked them up. You, you were almost. Uh, yeah, you, you were almost. Uh, well, you were you were just like a, a a gang, you blokes back then, and and then when the young back comes in, and that's and, you, Sammy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, and and yeah, but hang on, Sammy, hang on, Sammy. You're <laughs> not putting me in there, AJ. Yeah, you trying I, to? I know you're a bit. Be, I know you're a bit below them, but but you were still up there. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I think when I first started the apprentice school, when I was down at Coleraine, uh, Andy Kermon and Alan Peterson, they'd come in for a visit to talk to us. Like, that's how much older than me. I, so I'm not in that age group. Yeah, I'm an old prick, but I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny though, isn't it? You know, like and and I, I the other thing I think about the the non tabs, um, you know, back then, looking back then, it was a real uh, a, a big thing for the community that the towns wasn't it you know the towns used to yeah, really get really get behind their race days if they were racing on the saturday um you know everybody was involved from the town and and i think that's there's no doubt that that towns miss that with with um not having as much racing in, at those smaller tracks you know you'd get a lot of farmers that had come in and They'd be volunteers, and they'd be doing something on the track, or working on race day, and the whole community would get up, get behind the club, and and uh, it was always a great day, and it was always a good atmosphere. Yeah, it's uh, they were the days. They were the days. They, they were, were the, the days. days. And and you know, Chris is yeah. Chris is talking about this is something you'd be very familiar with, Robbo. Is Chris is talking about um, you know, the bookies ring, how how full it was, and I'm not alluding to the fact that you used to get into the bookies ring, but when you would ride a winner at a meeting like that, it was nothing for a bloke to come in and give you five hundred, was it? You know, like and exactly. he, he's That's cleaned right. up. Yep. He's cleaned up. He come in to get the colours. He's cleaned up on the punt, and then he'd sling you five hundred, and you're just going, "How good's this?" Yeah, hundred percent. Now you might get two or three bookies tops if you, if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> 15, 20, 25 bookies, easy. And they'd be lying there. They'd be, they'd be a stack of them. And you could go along and, I know, you know, used to ride for a lot of punters, punting stables, and you could go in and just keep going along every bookmaker. And by the time you got around, they'd, they'd realise what was going on. It was too late to wind it in, you know. They'd, um, and they could they could take out a lot of money out of those rings because they were strong. Yeah. They were strong rings, so, you know, yeah. And you, and you being a, um, was spending a good part of your career based at, at Ballarat, um, there were some good punting trainers there at Ballarat. And obviously, uh, I, I'm really winding the clock back uh, now, but I remember going as a kid and stopping at Noel, like Dad had ride at Ballarat, and then we'd stop at Noel Gully's on the way home. And One of the best. They, they'd have... Um, 
they'd have a few drinks and and obviously uh, a chat about what they'd won on the day. And yeah, it was. I, I remember they were good trips home. Oh yeah, if Noel Kelly ever said that this will win, guarantee they'd win. He'd, um, his old saying was, "Put your horses in the, uh, put yourself in your best company and your horses in your worst." And <laughs> if it was good enough for a midweek, he'd go to the provincials. Yeah. You know, yeah. he'd he, midweek city, he'd go to the provincials, and he'd he'd always go try and go a rung lower to make sure that uh, they were having a go. They they they'd certainly walk home with the bag full. And yeah. dad, dad used to say that um, his horses were so fit and tough. Like he, he said, yeah, yeah. you know, he loved them on speed, and he and he said you knew that if you wanted a bit more out of them, they'd give it to you. It was there. Yep, yep, my word. Yeah, knew how to get them fit. Knew how to get them fit. And um, yeah, they were. Yeah, it was a a ripping bloke and a, and a fantastic trainer. Yeah. He didn't miss out when the money went on too often, did he? No, he didn't. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, he's. Um, yeah, no, he was uh, always pretty well on the ball. Who, uh, who, who's another punting? Uh, obviously, Smurden is the obvious, but who? Robert Smurden. Uh, who was another punting trainer out of Ballarat from back in the day? What about old Bob Smurden? Yeah, yeah. When he when he'd say one was right, they were right. Yeah. They were right. Johnny Smurden, you know, those, all the Smurdens, you know, they they knew how to um, get one ready and uh, not forget to. Uh, Relieve the bookmakers of some uh, some of their folding. <laughs> and uh, remember, Kenny was it Kenny, Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams. He, yeah, could, he was across the road there. Yep. He could uh, he could prepare a horse, couldn't he? Yeah, my word, he could. My word, he could. Yeah, Kenny. And a fellow that used to work for him that uh, really knew what he was doing was Ross uh, McMurray. Yeah, uh, right. Old Ross guy. Yeah. Um, oh, Kevin Garland. He always um, never had uh, great. Super stock, but he'd take them to where they where they could win. He'd always, uh, you know, um, that's on the that's on the lower scale. Um, the place was full of um, people that wanted to uh, get a quid, and uh, certainly knew, you know, and it wasn't just Ballarat. It was, um, you know, a lot of anywhere you went down the old old Jeff Daffy, yeah, Nifty's man, yes, yes, you know? for sure, uh, Ronnie Grabbit, yeah, yeah, he's you know, a Bailey, you know. Right. You know, down at Warrnambool. So, you know, there was there was uh, so many good trainers that, um, you know, probably didn't get the limelight that a lot of the, the the so-called guru trainers do, but they always knew how to how to how to get a quid. Yeah, it's a different uh, different different it's world different, now, different, isn't it? And you know, we spoke about it. We spoke about it yesterday on the punters, mate. And and I suppose uh, I I get ranting enough uh, when I get revved up about things, rubber, as you know. And uh, but it's yeah. there is so much racing. That's, that, and... that's just the passion. That's just the passion for exactly. the game, Sammy. That you that, that you're in. That's you know people say, oh, listen, you know, and these people going off. It's the passion that you have for the game. I mean, you don't stay involved or have some some involvement in the game for as long as we have if you if you're not passionate about it. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good call, and I uh, tell you what, you've been in ripping form uh, of late, Rubbo, and uh, somebody who you've teamed up with, and and we haven't mentioned uh, who is a past jockey is Jason Patton, and we've had him on the show before. He's uh, he's doing a great job, Patton, isn't he? He's doing a fantastic job, Sammy. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. It's um, you know, Andrew Mellion is from works at the Gold Coast. He lives down there, and he was doing a lot of work from him, and I won their first race from him. Oh, mate, you'd think they'd won the Melbourne Cup, and it was just such a – it gave me a buzz. Yep. Um, I'd sort of lost a bit of passion for for it a little bit, for riding a bit. 
uh, probably you know just getting older, as older, getting a bit older, and the injuries over the years. But um, and I sort of weren't getting much support. And then uh, Jason wanted me, Jason and Ernie wanted me to start riding a couple, and we just had a had, we've had a lot of success, and it sort of put a little bit more fire back in your belly for for riding for those guys that you've had such a long association with in in the riding ranks and and been friends with and then genuine friends with and to see them succeed it's and be a little part of it it's it's you know it sort of give me a little bit more of a buzz again was that on Zumarudi at the gold coast that's right yeah. yeah yeah he's not a bad horse that one he doesn't have a lot of luck in his races though he's a horse that and that's what happens with, with horses that have got his style they, yeah. you know, they he gets back and, you know he likes to just relax and and get back and, and then come into the race and Gold Coast Poly's probably not the right track for him, but he's he's had um, he does go good on it. So, so yeah, he's um, actually he's in tomorrow first up from the break. So, mm. at, the, at the Gold Coast. So yeah. But now it's, to yeah, it's, Wom- been, it's been great. To Womba, yeah, I give this a chance. Uh, Rose by Design in in race number two. Uh, I thought it was a hope in this race. I don't know. So I was going there just for Jason. She rides Sharon Beach, and I got a phone call yesterday to say, "Could I ride the other two? And I said, "Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll ride them." And done its form, and uh, second, a third up tomorrow night. Third up, one third up last time in comes back a hell of a lot in class. Uh, races on the speed. Looks to be a genuine chance. Yeah, definitely, Sammy. Alrighty, you're also riding, and I had it up here on the screen. Of course, I lost it, but I'll go back and tell you that it is Sharon Beach, the horse you mentioned in race number three. Uh, winner two back uh, for Jason, of course. Big weight. Yeah, big weight. Um, drops a bit in class. Um, he, um, I went on him first up for, for them at the Gold Coast, and it was a it was a bloody good win. He got back right back off the bit, not going anywhere, and just got up. And he ran a really encouraging run in town when um, he tail ran him. And then Andrew Mullion went on him, Ipswich. Uh, then he went to the Sunny Coast last start in a race that really didn't suit. He was up in class a fair amount. Um, on a get horse races, you know, midfield a bit worse. And there's no speed whatsoever. So certainly had to, didn't really have much to take him into the race. Drops back in class, up in weight, yes. Um, I think it looks his race for him, really. Ooh, confidence there, confidence there. Race number five, you're riding uh, Missy's Ready, uh, drawn the one gate. Drawn the one gate, um, won a maiden last start, 800, sat right on speed, uh, goes to the 1,000 class one. Probably a good progression for it. Um, it'll race on speed. And um, the the thing with it that I did, that did please me a bit with its win um, except just off the speed, ran the leader down, and then spaced the third horse. So it's sort of probably get the, you know, the connections could probably take a bit of confidence out of that. So yeah, go to the class one now and uh, thousand metres, and I think it'd be right race right there and have its crack. Robbo, tell us about uh, Toowoomba riding riding at Toowoomba. It's uh, it's tricky enough, isn't it? I've ridden there twice, Sammy, and I come away shaking my head both times. Oh. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Let's just say that it's different. What do you comp- can you compare it to any other course you've ridden on? No, not really. No, it's just oh, I don't. I, I'm not really sure how to explain it. It's just a, it's just a different different track. Um, Is it the up and ups and the downs and the hill? <laughs> ups and up, yeah, up and down, and you 
to run on as quick as you can run, and yeah, it's it's just different. <laughs> so, but that will go there. Well, um, there's, a, there's a running rail that's, uh, that you've got to stay close to, and we'll we'll stay close to that, and we'll get see if we can uh, straighten up and get them over the line. <laughs> You little beauty. Uh, good on you, Robbo. Well, thanks for joining us this morning and best of luck tonight. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thanks, thanks for having Craig. Me on. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. There is uh, Craig Robertson, and uh, yeah, he's not, he's not that old. I was, I was, uh, that was funny. You say that, that now that he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pulled me up quick enough. Didn't he, he did. <laughs> he's not in the, in those blokes. Uh, you're up, but uh, uh, he was a young buck uh, back then, but uh, he's uh, doing a great job and uh, he's got a great strike rate uh, of late. He's getting uh, whatever he goes around on. He gives a super ride to Robbo and uh, that will be the case tonight at Toowoomba. Let's get a break out of the way and we'll come back with our tips. It's tipping time. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download and it is tipping time, our favourite part of the show and uh, our favourite time of the week as I welcome Jonathan Davies from Aquas, the tipping champion. JD, are you feeling lucky this weekend? I am. I am. I think there's a... There's a couple of winners there, for sure. There's seven, I think. Oh, wow. Now, uh, Rusty, I was back to my Rusty form last week. Chris O, how, how, how did everybody fare? Well, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best week. Uh, Sammy, you had um, two points. You got uh, Shampinski ran second at Toowoomba. Oh. And your other two, Telephone Booth and Farago, finished out of the placings. JD, you got Hoot and Holler home in the first race. For your three points, but unfortunately, your other two, uh, indispensable and St. Lawrence, let you down, so you got three, and I got five. So, cop that well done, right? Let's get straight into it. Toowoomba, I am race four, number five, brave boy. Can the brave boy get the money here for Michael Murphy? Drawn a good gate, it's effective at the trip. Surely, this can win, JD. Uh, I am race one, number one, rejoice. Um, he's just a gem, this horse. Uh, obviously got a big weight and probably the main dangerous brave warrior um, that he's got to give five and a half or six kilos to. But um, I think he will will run top two anyway. I'm going to Woomba race five, number four, Cesaris or Cesaris from the Tony Gollan stable. Bit of a soft trial the other week, but has a good first up record. Just needs to be able to overcome a wide draw. Why are you smiling, Sammy? It likes race a second. Race five, number four. It likes a it second. It does like a second, but that's okay. I get two points out of that. Uh, <laughs> nearly in sausage category. No. Uh, Radio <laughs> Eagle Farm. I am going. This I cannot believe the odds of this horse. Oh, race nine, number eight, Winston Smurfield. I, I I back him every time. Well, I have the last three, and he's just a jet. He gets out in front. He rolls. He's tough, and he's hard fit. I I, I reckon he'll do it again, and you can get him at eighteen bucks. So I'm going with the Smurfield Winston Smurfield race. <laughs> it's a good name. Race isn't nine, it? number eight. Yeah, oh, he's a beauty. <laughs> uh, I am Eagle Farm race one, number one, Adelaide. I think he's. Very well placed in this. A lot of horses are just out of maiden grade or um, 
couple of them still are maidens. Um, I think he's the, the most seasoned of them. He's, he's been around a few races like this before and run well. And first up, he was probably just a fr- bit fresh, over-raced a little bit. I think um, second up, um, he's a very good bet in this race. Well, I'm going to take you on head-to-head. I'm going to go race one, number four, Planned Encounter, who I think will just eat up 1,500 metres. And there you go. Head-to-head, JD. We'll have a touch ticket on that. Happy days. Nationally, I am going... I beat Sammy head-to-head last week, mate. Yes, you did too, Lisa. He's up and about. He's up and about. I'm going to the Chelmsford nationally, going to... This meeting, race number eight here, and I am with number 11, Montefilia. James McDonald on board, drawing a good gate, second up. I I reckon this is a good race. I reckon a few of those others up the top, they're getting a bit long in the tooth, and I reckon Montefilia can get the money. Mm. Mm, JD? There are some very good races this weekend, but uh, I am going to Grafton. Oh, wow. <laughs> Race one, number three, Lenara um, for Annabelle Nation. Uh, Lonro Colt, he's trialled pretty well. Um, I Ooh. think he might just be going there for a kill, so happy to be on him. Odds on, you think? Uh, no idea, but if he is, I can give you another tip. No, 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 no. Odds <laughs> on's allowed now. Since Sammy took the $1.12 that day, that's, um, that's now allowed, apparently. Uh, I'm going to go... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Caulfield. In the Memsey, I'm going race nine, number 13, Princess Grace, the American Mia. I think she is a ripper. Oh, wow. Righto. Uh, well, best of luck, JD. Best of luck for the weekend. Hope it's a beauty. Cheers, guys. Thanks, JD. There is Jonathan Davies from Aquas. And, of course, imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org. Dot au. We are in the home straight, Chris. So I will give some tips out here. Uh, race number one, Rejoice. I am with JD's horse. Uh, race two, this is tonight, of course, uh, Toowoomba. Rose by Design for Rubbo. Race three, number three, Real Aid. Race four, number five, who is Brave Boy. I reckon the Brave Boy can get the money. Very confident there. Yeah. Uh, race five... What was, I was, I didn't want to tip this uh, thing that you were tipping. What? Cesaris. Cesaris. Yeah, I'm going extravagant party. All right. And then uh, race six, number two, Bronx Bomber in the lucky last. That is us done and dusted for another week. Thanks for joining us on the Darling Download. All the best, putters.